Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor and artist... Jeff the Belgeau, Jeff. How you doing? I'm good, yourself? I'm doing good. Welcome to the show. This is your first time. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And you did get to absorb the show, and you loved it, eh? Yep, I did. All right, all right, all right. So let's hear about your journey of how you decided you wanted to be an actor, and you're an artist. How do music and acting marry each other? I always ask people that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... A lot of artists, like especially actors, you could tell that they always have like some other form of art that they lean to. So I, I, my first passion, I'd say, was music, but acting was something that I've always wanted to do. And I don't think they're actually that far apart, you know, because you're still telling a story, you know. So that's one thing that I, I always love. So, you know, I want to be a storyteller. I was always writing music. Uh, I love film. I love television. I love sitcoms growing up. So, um... You know, I, I, I was just, I fell in love with the storytelling aspect of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I think that's how they marry into each other. All right. And what does storytelling mean to you? Because it might mean different things to different listeners, right? Right, right. I think for me, personally, storytelling is just letting people inside your world and how you are going about your journey, you know, because everyone has a different journey that they're embarking on in this world and making people have a peek inside the blinds and showing them that, hey, like, we're not that different after all. You know, it, it's, I think it's something that helps a lot with you know as we go go along in this journey like art is something that people love you know it's like wow like I didn't know that this person can experience this too and like you know they could not even be on the same side of the world but you know it's the way that we can relate it's 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 so amazing in that Mm -hmm. sense now you did go to an arts high school right so you did get the practice how does it feel looking back in high school going through an artsy high school because wexford is more into the arts right right? yeah so how does it feel you know from the arts of wexford now to what you're doing yeah in wexford like it was very much they were very professional they drilled in professionalism in us they were it was very free in the sense of like honing everyone's creativity it wasn't just trying to box people in and making them do certain things it was kind of like how can you express your creativity in the way that you need to you know and um it was a very great experience at wexford um i like things that i learned there are things that i apply today you know with like the discipline and the the approach in my artistry you know I, i've retained so much from my time being there it was like it shaped me a lot in a sense, of my art to be the artist I am today. Mm-hmm. Now, for any younger ones coming up, what would you tell them? And they haven't got to go to a high school like Wexford because not everybody is going to go to the arts type of school. What would you tell them? And they want to act. Well, I'd say don't be afraid to go for it, you know, and just put your foot in the door because, you know, yeah, I did have some training growing up, but at the end of the day, you got to do it for yourself, you know, and no one's going to put those auditions in front of you. You got to put yourself out, market yourself and like, you know, make, make people that make people know that you are there to to be of service you know that's that's the one thing i'd say just put yourself out there don't mm-hmm. be afraid <laughs> all right and if you put yourself out there and you're not getting the roles or if you're not getting your break as an artist what do you say to that that's what comes with it you know i mean like it's you're not gonna get a yes every time you know it's not gonna always land in your favor the roles that you think are for you you might not get and the roles that you might not want to do you get so it's like it's 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 this constant hustle you know but you never lose if you quit you know like if you don't quit you know like staying consistent you know staying truthful to yourself and your artistry you know will always you'll never ever regret that Mm -hmm. now 
why don't you talk about the acting and then I'll tease you about the music. <laughs> so why don't you talk about the movie that you were in with a friend of ours from the show and he's been on the show three times. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, um, I was I was in The Black Man's Dilemma, you know, with Chevet Lorenzo. In the, in the movie, he played my mentor as I was a struggling young miner who was trying to navigate his way through the world, thinking that I need to do certain things in order to feel like a man and things like that and you know that's that's one of the things that I feel like that's a story I feel like will really help people especially in Toronto because we get that same narrative all the time of where people are trying to find things to do to protect their family and you know it's it gets hard you know especially if you come from a lower income family with like you know community housing and things like that you get you can get sucked into the wrong things so I think Black Men Dilemma is um, a film that will speak volumes to people in the city for mm-hmm. sure. and what do you tell black men what do they expect to get out of this um i think what you will expect out of this film is like trusting yourself and your path and what you want to do i mean like not everyone has to go into crime you know like that is just not the way you know even though that's what you know unfortunately a lot of black men fall into you know it you can do something that is productive in the society and still be the man that you need to be for your family, you know, and still protect and provide for them. You know, I think that's what they'll get out of it for sure. Like it's going to definitely inspire some people and get them moving forward into like the right direction for sure. All right. Did it have a positive ending in case listeners want to know? Did, does it have a positive ending? It does have a positive ending. There's like a beautiful moment of reconciliation afterwards. And, you know, after a beautiful monologue, from the main actor as well. Um, I think it will definitely be like a hair razor for some people after they hear that, right. you know? All right, does it talk about mental health as well, depression? Because a lot of black people do struggle, not just black men, but black women. They do struggle with depression. What's yeah. your take to that? Um, yeah, um, the main actor, he definitely shows signs of um, mental health struggles and he shows ways that he overcomes it as well you know it wasn't hard it wasn't easy for him to um basically come to terms with you know the things that he did but he only left his situation because he had to and you know you see anxiety and you see deep depression within the character so his way of overcoming it was to basically do the things that you don't want to do in order to get the things done you know so it was it's that's what you'll see in the film for sure like it tackles anxiety it tackles um suicidal thoughts um things like that you know okay yeah. all right so we're working on more movies after this um no movies lined up right now currently oh, all right but i am auditioning you know and like i said like it's a it's a constant are there is this the right one for me is it not so like just looking at that but yeah for right now just going with the flow all right what's your dream role in the future what would you like to play i still see you playing the high school jock the college <laughs> jock even yeah. though you're in your 20s but you got yeah. that look you got those beautiful arms <laughs> yeah i do i do hear that a lot um I, I still look young thank god so i can i can still play those um high school teenager roles for now but um one of like my dream role is playing jean-michel basquiat like i think his story is one that is like so crazy and i think to have that documented would be amazing like in a biopic like 
Oh, it'd be amazing. That's All like right. one of my dream roles. I want to grow dreadlocks and okay. do the whole thing. You know? <laughs> so playing a biopic would yeah, be a dream one for sure, of yours. For sure. At least one. And like one very like great one, you know? Like that's just going to be right. like, okay. yeah, that's a dream of mine for sure. Are you into horror movies too? Are you a horror type of brother? I'm not a big horror fan. Not going to lie. Uh, 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 <laughs> not going to lie. I know. I we don't like the witchcraft and oh, all those things. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to tamper in with them spirits <laughs> on business here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, let's talk about you as an artist now. Yeah. Because you love music, don't you? I do, I do. All right. So where's the music in case our listeners want to know? Yeah, so my artist's name is Jeff Haven. Mm-hmm. Jeff with a PH. I am a singer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I, I've been writing since I was 16. I started with poems, mm-hmm. and I got the courage to go into writing songs you know i first started releasing on soundcloud did the whole release on soundcloud you know my friends were like oh this is really good you know so i just kept going until i you know got the courage to release on spotify and all streaming platforms yeah i released an ep called moth <laughs> uh, man of the house um was my first ep i got a lot of good attraction from it you know a lot of good words a lot of positivity it was so spiritual going through that journey of making an album or an ep per se and just like finding songs that go together blending them it was like it was so cool and like I got to tell my own story of where I come from within the areas I'm in and then where I'm planning to go it was it's one of those ones where like music has always just been there that I can just lean on Mm -hmm. fall back on so yeah all right so usually what kind of stories do we like to tell what do you call it do we like to tell talk about heartbreak uh do we like to talk about rejection do we like to talk about depression as a man too dealing with that heartbreak or do we like to talk about the breakups the narcissist girls the (laughs) selfies etc yeah i have have a bit of all that in my music you know i try not to box myself in so i do have the love songs I do have the breakup songs. I do have the mental health songs as well. You know, I have a song called Self Care on one of my EPs. And like, that's one of the most intimate pieces of writing that I've did on a song, you know? Yeah, I try to, I try to, I try to range and like try to speak on various things that I think people will, can lean to. You mm-hmm. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what can people lean to with your singles? What's your favorite one that they should listen to right now from Man of the House? <laughs> from Man of the House, I think the one, I think self-care would be would be the, the, the best single for everyone to listen to. If you want to know who I am as an artist, I think that song is definitely one that can that most people can relate to. All right. Yeah. Okay. And it is R&B, right? Yeah. Okay. Is R&B dead? Absolutely not. It's not dead at all. <laughs> it's not. I ask this all the time, <laughs> listeners, because I want to know. Some people say, well, it's not the same like it used to be yeah. in the 90s and the 2000s. Mm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, before, I think in the mid-2000s, you know, you got Miguel, you got... You got Lloyd. You're like these these guys came in, swooped the game. Usher, you know. So like, it's still it's still very much alive. You know, Usher's still doing his placement in Las I Vegas, know, and Usher, the shows yeah. are going crazy. So it's yeah. like you can't say R and B is dead because like, you know, you still have you still have people who want to come out to shows and listen to that music. You know, it's not always gonna be you know a, f- a festival vibe where you know people come together, which is amazing. But you know, the the, the intimacy of an R and B show is something that I think is really needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine Usher being around for four decades? Oh what do gosh. you say to that? I was literally just thinking about that the other day. Like I was talking to a friend, I was like, no way this man is able to stay relevant 
and look that good for so long it's something that i feel like it, like he's he's gonna go down as a legend for mm-hmm. sure but I, that's he's he's one of the blueprints for sure that like you gotta follow him and the consistency you know like you can listen to usher on a drive and like this whole catalog and just like doesn't like no skips you know like usher is like one of the one of the ogs for sure can you be that too I hope so. I mean, I definitely, I think I can, you know? It's one thing I'm aiming for, and it's like one of my goals for sure, just have music that lasts and stands the test of time, you know? Not just music that can be here today and gone tomorrow, you know? That's why I'm very um, diligent with my writing and making sure that I am okay with whatever I'm putting out. Am I, will I be able to listen to this in 20 years, you know? Will I be able to play this around my family? So that's something I really, like, think about. Well, sure. what do you say that there's only one R&B album in 2023 that's big, and that was SZA? There's no mm-hmm. other R&B. There's not even one number one hip-hop album right now, with the exception mm-hmm. of Lil Uzi Vert, uh-huh. which they gave that to him because yeah, they yeah. still don't have anything. So uh-huh. what's your thoughts to only one number one R&B album? It, it, it's... It's amazing, you know, like it, and that just goes to show that R&B's not dead, you know, because SZA, she's so unique, and with her writing style, no one sounds or writes like SZA, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell what a SZA song is, and, you know, that it's the fact that it's number one with her intimate writing, her, you know, the, the narrations of of her family members, it's, it's a very intimate project, so I think that that just goes to show that anyone who's like an R&B writer right now or trying to be an R&B artist, like, it's possible, you know? Like, we see it right there in front of our face, right? Right. So... Don't you think there should be more number one albums than just SZA? Because it seems like you even said music that can stand the test of time. Sure. So music is not standing the test of time no more. So no. what do you say to that? I'd say... What was the question? <laughs> so what would you say to how to make music stand the test of time? Because don't you think there should be more yeah. number one oh, yeah. R&B albums? Oh, sure. I, think, I think we should lean back into less commercial sounds. I mean, like, you can tell nowadays when a song is just like a radio hit, mm-hmm. you know? And you know those artists that are just, like, pumping those radio hits, you know? Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're cool, you know, for the festivals and things like that. But, like, artists like SZA, you know, Lucky Day, Ari Lennox, like, these songs are so intimate the way they write and it's like those songs will be here forever you know it's 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 just one of those things you just can't get anywhere else you can't get it out of a radio hit you know Mm -hmm. that's just so not personal you know right but there should be some more r&b albums that are number one shouldn't there okay for sure all right maybe you're next (laughs) i hope so so. (laughs) you're next oh yeah all right you gotta speak it out there okay so what's it gonna take because let's say if i'm a listener and i really like Mm -hmm. you what's it gonna take to get to number one or get your album to number one or your ep to number one um i think it just would come down to just engagement amazing quality of production of course and the vulnerability i think it's not as hard as you think it you know because like as long as people can relate you know people will listen and as long as it's good people will listen you know because good music is good music you know so like i think people will always give your sound a time of day if they can tell that you put the effort and time into it you know that's what i've noticed <laughs> and vulnerability is very important as an artist don't mm-hmm. you think so yeah, you know we need to see some more individuality and mm-hmm. you know it's i think when you can show some personal sides to yourself it shows the more humanness and it takes away from the celebrity aspect and more of like this is a person who 
is walking a journey and some of them strike we have similarities so like yeah. it's perfect when you have things like that within the music you know it keeps people tapped in but if you're not vulnerable does that say something about you as an artist or not? Or you can still be a good artist and not vulnerable. You can still be a good artist, not vulnerable. You know, you can still have there's artists right now. There's, there's still like mystery behind them, but like they they can have that allure. You know, people are still attracted to that. But I think with R and B, um, you know, because because of what you're writing about, right? With R and B music, you know, it's it's mostly gonna be love or breakup songs. You know, so like it's those are very intimate, you know, things. You know, if you're not writing about love, like what are you really writing about you know if it's not like a social movement song or like a breakup song but like love is i think was like the most predominant um emotion that we lean towards especially as like r&b writers so all right yeah. well unless you want to go neo soul and be like yeah. an erica badu okay. or a jill a scott or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. unless you want to do that because uh-huh. you know all r&b is yeah <laughs> r&b is not always about sex oh no for sure not 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 at all you know it could it could it can be about a bunch of things but i all feel right. like that's like the main the main thing <laughs> yeah because well unless maybe what if you don't want to be in a relationship can you talk about that as an artist you can you okay. can i mean you're seeing songs like that all the time you know all right um, you can that's why I, I i love hearing new artists and how what they're able to come up with and the way they are able to write a song about you know wanting to be independent or like wanting to you know some space away from somebody it's 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 done you know we see it with brent fias you know mm-hmm. with how he writes and how he approaches a song it's not always a love song it's kind of like yeah i'm a jerk but Mm -hmm. i I like that yeah you know it's kind of like it's cool all right yeah are you willing to sign the record deal to sign for a record deal and you know give your soul away or not necessarily (laughs) my my soul um honestly before i was scared i I was doing the independent route right and i'm i I still am before i was scared to you know get a record deal because you know like i wanted to like do it like how other people do it like gain leverage and like you know build your own fan base but um now I, i've kind of like changed my mind on that take because i think that a record deal is very very important you know like when you have when you have a backing that can help your art and you know you have you know money that goes behind it the art doesn't suffer as much you know and you have a support system you have a team you have pr and things like that i think a record deal is not as bad as it's been it's been getting a bad rap lately but i, I don't think it's not as bad as as you think you know as long as you're producing creating stuff i think that it would serve an artist very well mm-hmm. in today in today's age and as long as you know the team and what i mean sell your soul listeners there are artists that want to just go up go for it all they yeah. don't care yeah exactly also like always look at your contracts look at what you're getting into do history on the label you know things like that too you know and and, and make sure that the label has your best interest in mind mm-hmm. you know before you go and just like sign a random contract mm-hmm. you know but um you can't even get out of that sometimes yeah exactly you know like you see it all the time artists signing these deals mm-hmm. and it's like oh yo they're not letting you release my music it's like yo let's read the let's read the fight in print like is that something you agreed to but you on know? the flip side people like Brett Fias mm-hmm. said no to oh, a man. record deal and wants his independence yeah. and they were offering him lots of oh, money sure. and he said still no no. Exactly, because like at the end of the day, like a label is never gonna offer you as much as they as much as you're gonna make them. You know, shout out to Brent because he's he trusted in himself and his team what they're able to do. You know, I saw what how they were able to like calculate their Spotify analytics, see where his music's popular, put shows in that in that city and things like that. So it's like he's like you're you guys are just gonna do the same things that I'm doing right now. But you know, it's like I he trusts himself, he trusts his team, and he he knows that he's gonna grow. And look, it's. 
speaks for himself, right? Like, it's amazing what he was able to do. So whether you go the independent route or you sign the record label, it doesn't matter. Just make mm-hmm. sure you have your own best interests. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interests at heart, right? Yeah. Yep. All I right. agree. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's your message? What do you want to tell other creatives, other people going into the arts, whether it's acting or music? What do you want to tell them? If it's acting or music, um, I think they all go hand in hand. I think whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that you're going all in and, you know, be passionate about it. Make good friends. Be, you know, a person of service, you know, whether you are releasing a song, be intentional, work with great people, be good to good people. That will come back to you and don't be afraid, you know, because a, a lot of, I know a lot of talented people who are just afraid to take that step because, of course, like being into the arts, it's like, oh, is it a safe, is it a safe career path? Is there a 401k? This and that. It's like, you know, like sometimes you got to take a leap of faith and, um, you know, you can still do what, you know, you got to do, of course. But um, I think it's a it's a it's a leap worth taking. You know. Okay. All right. And what do you want to tell fans that love you, your supporters, whether it be they, whether they be your friends or your family? What do you want to tell them? Um, just thank you. You know, I have a lot of friends in my family. They all support me with what I'm doing. They they listen to my music. They watch my 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 movies and tell me how much they they're so proud of me. So like, it's great to have a support system around. And you know, I just want to say thank you to all of them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Yeah, for sure. Um, my Instagram is Jeff Haven, Jeff with a PH. You can find me on Spotify and all streaming platforms with Jeff Haven as well with a PH. And yeah, all right. out there. Did you want to throw out those singles again? Yeah, I have a single called Easy that's out right now. And also another single with a friend that I made with at school. His name is Joey Mays. Um, it's called Losing Game. Those two are like, I think, I'm so proud of those two songs that I've re- released. So, oh, yeah. All right. And just remind listeners of the movie again with yes. our friend, Hi, Cheve, Call <laughs> Me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's called The Black Man's Dilemma. And yeah, that one's going to come out really soon. I hope, hopefully, we're able to get it and screen it at some premieres coming up in the this summer as well all right any final things you would love to tell the listeners just yeah go for what you want to do um live your truth don't be afraid to pursue the craft and things that you that you feel like you are put on earth to do yeah all right for cjru 1280 am i'm donovan lacroxy i'd like to thank the listeners for listening to this episode and i also would love to thank you can throw out your name again (laughs) jeff de belgeau jeff haven thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for inviting me here appreciate it